This episode of Homeschooling IRL is brought to you by Kerclick.com, curriculum and classes in a click. You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This is Fletch. And this is Kendra. Welcome to another edition of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This is the episode people were waiting for. Do you think so? They can't handle the truth. Right, but it's actually the episode where we have lots of listener input. Yeah, that's right. We have a handful of questions that people have asked, and we are going to answer them truthfully, honestly, and transparently, and witty. I'm sweating. Are you ready to get started? (laughs) Yes, I am. Let's go. From the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life, the podcast. I'm Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. On the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we uncover what it means to homeschool in real life. Well, here we are back in the studio once again, sitting across from my lovely wife. Are you ready for tonight? I am. We've got some great questions that people have sent in. We do. And I'm hoping that those of you who didn't send questions in will feel like your questions were answered by by the people who did. Yeah. You know, after 19 episodes, we realized we've hit on some topics and we've done what we've promised. We've pulled the veil back on Christian homeschooling. And we've uh, poked a stick here and there. Yeah. And a few people have responded and have asked some questions about that. We've had some people ask just basic homeschooling questions. Mm-hmm. And we've had some very fun questions. So do we have a uh, complex we just want people to focus on us? <laughs> no. Actually, when I get to talk about this podcast, um, as I'm speaking all over the country right now, I always say, you know what, you guys, homeschooling is not my passion. Jesus and the gospel, that's my passion. And that's really our goal at Homeschooling IRL. Yeah, we're not really here to talk about curriculum or to talk about the best way to homeschool kids. Although we can talk about those things. Yeah, so along the way, we want people to be able to ask any question they want to. But they also want to ask those questions about the kids peeing on the carpet. Right. And And ultimately say, am I totally blowing it here with my kids? Yeah. And the other thing people want to do is, you know, sometimes you're afraid to ask questions or you're afraid to speak up in a group Mm -hmm. because, well, let me give you an example. You know how I meet with these teenage guys and we just have a no holds barred conversation about sex? Yeah. One of the things I notice is that no one really wants to share what's on their heart. They don't really want to ask the question themselves about themselves. Right. Because there's a bunch of teenage guys around them. Yeah. So, you know, I always say, tell me about your best friend. (laughs) <laughs> and they, they laugh at you know, how your best friend, you're like, I have this friend who, and then they fill in the blanks. Right. That's kind of what uh, the Q&A at Homeschooling IRL is all about tonight. You know, people can ask questions that have nothing to do with the podcast. Right. And they're maybe too afraid to ask in another homeschool group, but they want us to answer the question. They don't want to answer it themselves. Yeah. And that's a good point. A little yeah. anonymity, never hurt anybody. Yeah, but we're going <laughs> to read them by name, so there's not that much anonymity. <laughs> so uh, are you ready to get started with these? Yeah, let's do we're it. We're just going to fire away at some questions. We'll be right back after this commercial. Hey, homeschoolers. It's time to simplify what you're doing. 
Kerclick.com is your one-stop source for ebooks, unit studies, and truly excellent live classes. Your kids can take a semester or year of science, history, government, foreign languages, literature, and writing classes all from your laptop. Kerclick hosts free clubs for Lego enthusiasts, Magic Treehouse readers, and American Girl lovers, and much, much more. Kerclick. Curriculum and classes in a click. All right, let's get into these questions. Uh, you know, I want to start with something really funny. We we got about seven questions that came in. Okay. And they're all over the spectrum. Uh, but one thing that was funny was I would ask people to read these on the air. I sent them a special email and said, could you read these on the air with your voice? And only one person was willing to. What's with our listeners out there? <laughs> well, I think either they're um, afraid to be on the air or they just don't have a smartphone to record their voice. Yeah. So now I've got to make up voices for everybody. <laughs> so our first uh, letter comes in from a listener from California. Her name is Yvonne. Funny thing is, we know Yvonne in real life. We, <laughs> we do. Yeah. And her question is this. Hey, Fletch and Kendra, who are your favorite authors? What book have you read in the last year that has impacted you the most? Looking forward to hearing this one. Okay. You go first. I will. Favorite authors uh, across time would be P.G. Woodhouse. And uh, spiritual author would be Gary Thomas. And book that impacted me this year, oh, I know. It's, what? It probably impacted you too. Which one? The America's Test Kitchen, How Can It Be Gluten-Free Cookbook. Oh, that has physically impacted me. <laughs> I am a healthier, really better person. Healthier, better, and um, really good tasting gluten-free stuff. We had gluten-free lemonade pie tonight. I know. It was fantastic. Awesome. So that's your answer? That's my answer. All right, Yvonne. Big revelation here from Fletch. I hate reading. Ooh. Yeah, I just, I wasn't trained to read as a kid and so I don't love reading. I fall asleep when I try to read so it's been painful all through high school, college, and dental school. I'm just not a great reader. But I do like to read when a book grabs my attention, right, Kench? Yep, that's yeah. true. So here's a book, a writer that's caught my attention over the years, total fiction, total fun, John Grisham. Okay. Always have loved him. Yeah. Uh, but as far as spiritual, I think uh, Tully and Chavidgen, Yep. Uh, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. I'm reading it again this year because uh, our church is going through Colossians and that book is based on uh, the book of Colossians. But, you know, one book I really enjoyed this year was by Rosaria Butterfield. It's called The Secret Thoughts of an Unlikely Convert. And uh, we're really looking forward to seeing if we can get her on this podcast talking a little bit about her conversion. Uh, but those are the books I've liked. So hope that answers your question, Yvonne. All right, question number two. This one comes from... Amy, and she didn't tell us where she's from. Okay. So as far as I know, she's from Jolly Old England. Oh, okay. <laughs> so okay. Amy would like to know, do you, did you, no. So Amy would like to know. Wait a minute. Amy's a guy? <laughs> I don't even know how to do a female. You do it. No. <laughs> you do the Jolly Old England accent. Did you plan to have a large family when you were first married? <laughs> She also said, love the show. Do oh, the whole thing. Oh, do, back love no, the no. show. Dip, dip, <laughs> bip, bip. What is it? Bip, bip. I don't know. All right. So did we plan to have a large family when we were first married? Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. Well, wait a minute. No, yes, because 
I remember telling somebody when we were first married that we wanted four kids, and that person said to me, huh, well, where do you have the first one? That's a big family. Hey, Amy, <laughs> let me just answer this question simply for me. I was like 21 years old. I wasn't thinking about having any family. I was just thinking about being married. You were just thinking about making the babies. Yeah, exactly. We were a young Christian couple, so we were... We just didn't have that far of a foresight. We did think we we were planning four kids. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. I came from a family of four. You came from a family of three. And I remember you saying you always wish there had been one more. Right. Yeah. So actually, we didn't plan on having a large family from the beginning. And uh, as we moved ahead, we had one or two or three. Were you going to say something, Kendra? It looks well, like I was you're just chomping gonna... <laughs> at the bit. <laughs> Not chomping at the bit, but I was just going to say that we were done at seven. Done. Right. Trying to have children. Right. We would, we said, this is the cap. This yeah. is all we can really manage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, and five so months funny. later, we had another baby. So not five months later. Five months later, we found out we were having another baby. So, yeah. Hey, I'm glad you liked the show. Amy, thanks for writing in. Question number three comes in from Laura Robertson. We also don't know where she's from. Maybe she's from Jamaica. Yeah, man. <laughs> Senka. <laughs> you, you, dead can't, man? <laughs> you can't go any farther than that with a Jamaican accent. No, I can't, but but I've seen cool running. This is Kendra's version of a Jamaican accent. I'm from Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> totally not true. Right, her, I just said Yaman. Her question is what are your thoughts on delight directed learning, relaxed homeschooling? Well, how relaxed are we talking? Yeah, I don't know. She was very vague with the question. Right. No, I actually have a good story for this. Okay, so we have these friends in New Zealand, and they were pioneering homeschoolers way back in the 80s, um, particularly in New Zealand. In fact, he had to make a decision about homeschooling his kids, and he just walked into the education office there and said, I'm homeschooling my children, because he said, I either needed to act like I knew what I was doing or hide. And so he acted like he knew what he was doing and he homeschooled those kids. But Craig was a pioneer. He's actually uh, has passed away a couple of years ago now from cancer. But I can remember being in their home in New Zealand and uh, he was talking to me about how he just gathered his kids together and he thought, this is going to be so much fun. We're going to learn together. And then he had read an article on delight-directed homeschooling, and he thought, that sounds great. I'm really interested in nuclear physics, and so that's what we're going to study. So he got all this information, and he gathered the kids around him every morning, and they talked about nuclear physics. And then he realized at some point soon after that that it meant the child's delight. That yeah, directed not the dad's delight. Yeah, because exactly. we'd be studying tie-dyed shirts. Right, exactly. And so, you know, we had a good laugh about that, but there's some truth in that. Um, I think doesn't matter what you decide to do in terms of homeschooling. And, we, you know, if you've homeschooled for any amount of time, you know that there's cer- there are certain approaches you can take to homeschooling. We're actually going to do an episode on that coming up. But I think in anything you do, if you have an idea that education is about the whole person, and it's for all of life, it's not just about schooling, then there's always going to be some delight-directed learning going on. So, for instance, we have a child who loves turtles, and we spent an entire science unit one year on turtles. We got a turtle and dissected it. We just did everything around turtles because this kid was so into turtles. He got turtles. We we still have these turtles. So you see what I'm saying? This is a, yeah, this is a lifetime of, of learning together and, and learning to be curious. Yeah, and her question is, what do you think about it? I mean, we, we obviously think that's a great idea. 
you know, just to be able to, to learn in the moment what you're learning. Right. You know, absolutely. If, you know, when you take time off from school as a kid growing up in the summer and you were allowed to pick books mm-hmm. at the library, mm-hmm. what did you pick? Those things that you wanted to learn about. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so I think kind of saying, you know, we're, we're all behind that. Uh, but we do have a whole entire episode coming up uh, about different approaches to education in the homeschool. So, Laura, keep listening. We're going to get to this one in an entire episode. All right. You ready for our fourth question? Okay. I think so. This one comes in from Alicia from Cookville, Tennessee. Woo, no. Tennessee. I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, don't know. even know. I mean, <laughs> Cookville, Tennessee, I don't know. We could look it up on a map. I can probably, I'm I don't, terrible. Don't even try Cookville, Tennessee accent. It's bad because I think every other word I say here is dude. So yep. I don't know if they Clearly say that in not Tennessee. Tennessean. Right. And Alicia, you know, if you didn't want us to do a Tennessee accent, you should have read it yourself and we could have <laughs> avoided this whole silly conversation. Dude. All right, here's the question. Our baby number five arrived two weeks ago. This year, we'll be officially schooling a fourth, second, and a kindergartner. Woo. Throw in the mix a wild child three-year-old. I don't even know what that is. A wild child three-year-old? That sounds awesome. I would love to have that kid around for a little while. But a wild child Fletch. three-year-old. No. We have him? No, no, we don't have him. No, we no, have him. we're eight. good. Okay. So question number one. Tell me it's going to be okay. <laughs> Sinister laugh. <laughs> okay. Alicia, it's going to be okay. Uh, question number two. I need permission to soak us in grace, to remember why we do this, and to know it's not about your nine-year-old who doesn't know an adverb from a hole in the ground. Which the word would be holy, right? Adverb for the hole in the ground would be a holy? (laughs) No. No? (laughs) Grief. (laughs) See, he's 45, and he doesn't know an adverb from a hole in the ground, so we're good. Um, The question was... Uh, she needs permission to soak us in grace. Yeah. You know what, Alicia? <laughs> you have permission. Yeah. Because you know what? In the general homeschooling community, you're going to be told to work harder, mm-hmm. try harder, mm-hmm. perform better than the public schools, mm-hmm. perform so your folks and your family and everybody else who doesn't homeschool can see that you're just as good as whatever they're comparing you to. Right. Whether it's themselves or a school or the private school or why are you doing this? You have a wild child three-year-old mm-hmm. and your kids don't know adverbs from the hole in the ground. You know what? You have permission from at least Fletch and Kenj to just back that truck up and Dump out a load of grace on your family. Yeah. And let me give you a real life uh, illustration for this. So we began homeschooling when our oldest was four. We also had a two-year-old and a newborn. We went on to have uh, six more pregnancies. We lost one in there, but um, so five more children. So over the course of our oldest's entire school years, um, we had, I had six more babies. And I was sick throwing up for the first four months of every pregnancy. So that, that's one situation going on. Also during his um, school years, we found one of our children in a coma. We, I ran over our um, five-year-old with our 12-passenger van. We found a child in septic shock. All of this, if you don't know us and haven't heard our story, is probably a crazy story to you, and we'll tell it at some point also. But these are some of the trials and um, situations we've gone through in our family, uh, amongst other things. This has not been a smooth, easy thing. Um, You know, I have just trudged along and done the best I could every day, just day to day, do the next thing, do the next thing. There were plenty of school days where I was in bed sick from morning sickness, 
and kids were in in the room with me. I was reading aloud. They were doing math worksheets. They were eating Cheerios out of a big, gigantic communal bowl for breakfast. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you a question. Her third question comes right into this point. What are the basics that you'd focus on for the first few weeks, months, as we ease into this five-kid world? And don't forget, they have a three-year-old wild child. Okay, well, let me get there, because what I was going to say to end this encouragement is that that oldest child is about to finish his bachelor's degree this fall. Oh. The second child, who's 19, starts nursing school in August. Um, somehow these kids got educated. somehow it worked. And part of that is just the grace of God over everything. Part of that is homeschooling is a, is a fabulous environment for kids to learn. And they did in spite of all the craziness going on, you know, around them. And we had some major changes in our family along the way. Right. And we're going to get to those in a, in a future question coming up from someone else. We are. So just to encourage you, what looks like, chaos and struggle right now is not going to be the way it will always be for you. Or maybe it will. I don't know. Maybe you'll have some awful tragedies down the line like we had to deal with. Um, but keep plugging away. Keep going at the pace that that isn't going to sink you. And I'm telling you, just watch God do something great with those kids. Yeah. So you're saying now, the question was, what are the basics, what are the basics? that you okay. would do in the first well, couple weeks? I'll tell you that I had, I had five basic things and you need to figure them out for yourself. So, you know, don't say, okay, well, I've got to do what Kendra's five basics were. Yeah, because then again, you're just doing, exactly. putting so some pressure on yourself. You need to, you know, pray about this, figure out what the, you know, maybe three things even. Boy, if you're just really stranded, three things. What are the three non-negotiables? And so for me, I remember when I was just so in the throes of morning sickness, the non-negotiables were feed my family. You know, somehow they had to have food in them. And that was not gourmet, was it, Fletch? No. No. And sometimes it was you bringing home something. And sometimes it was a rotisserie chicken from Costco and kids opening cans of corn. And then leftover (laughs) rotisserie chicken the next night. Exactly. And then chicken soup. Survival. Survival mode feeding people. It was making sure the laundry was being run. However, that worked out. Um, I do remember, you know, older kids learning to do the laundry. Um, And then... I think I'm thinking of three things right now. So I may have been down to like bare bones, three things. The third (laughs) thing would be like survive. (laughs) So if you know, those were my goals. These were the non-negotiables. Then I could, I could go to bed at the end of the day and feel like, okay, I did the very basics. And you know, we're not talking a lifetime of basics. We're talking the four months of morning sickness, you know, and then I could, my head could come up above water and we could add things back in. Yeah. And also I would just say Alicia from Cookville, Tennessee's husband, go back and listen to the last podcast where these guys talked about uh, what they needed their wife to know that some of these things weren't important. So, you know, you need to maybe step up and just tell her that, Hey, some of these things don't matter right now. Right, we're we're on bare bones schedule. We're on it. Just you know, survival mode sounds like we're dying. But we've had a wild child three year old, and now he's several six or mm-hmm. seven. And we have two that are six and seven, and they're mm-hmm. still wild child. They're, you know, we saw him jumping off a, a lava rock waterfall in the backyard, <laughs> and um, you know, it's just always potential for cuts disaster. And disaster. Right. So, right. Um, sometimes you just back things off and I can remember those years. So that was a great three questions and we're very thankful you're listening to us. And, uh, Alicia, pour grace out over yourself too. Yeah. Great. And keep listening, please. You know, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. 
Hey, Fletch. Yes. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts this week. Where have you been listening to them? I've been listening to the other podcasts on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. That's right, because we are part of a network. We are one podcast in the midst of about 20. I know. It's pretty great. So there's a little bit of something for everybody over there. You know the one that cracks me up? (laughs) What? There are a couple of homeschooling moms that do a show for RV homeschoolers. These are homeschoolers that live in an RV and travel around the United States. Hey, if that's you, that's your podcast. You want to teach your kids about money? Yes. There's a CPA that has a podcast. I know. She's awesome. You want to travel with your kids? Yeah, all the time. There is a podcast for traveling with your homeschoolers. I know. What about a Spanish-speaking podcast? Que bueno. Muy bien. (laughs) There is a podcast for everything. We didn't name all of them, and we're not leaving anybody out on purpose. Uh, Those are just the ones that popped into my mind as we were sitting here. And we do this together. So if you like homeschooling in real life, go check out our partners, and you can find them at ultimateradioshow.com. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. Getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. Hi, Fletch and Kendra. This is Jesse McLaughlin. I'm a homeschooling dad up in the seacoast of New Hampshire. I'm calling because I'm hoping you could elaborate a little bit more on some of your internal journey from uh, your reformed master's degree church background to uh, where you are now. I hear some of the consternation, I think, with some of what you went through before, and um, I guess I don't understand it all. Um, We're not much of a denim skirt kind of family, but I can very much appreciate I think where the decision to do things like that come from and the desire to be modest and the how of loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind and strength rather than just the statement um, and how that doesn't necessarily practically play out uh, in many different ways. So uh, you've, you've mentioned many times about different things from that old church, like having your kids own a house by the time they're 21 and... Um, you know, the father leading the home and the patriarchy. And um, while I agree that something like that can obviously go haywire and it can go bad, um, have you really moved away from all of the, the thinking of that or just the culture of it where it seems to become a rule and a set of rules and a set of things that are for, forced on everybody rather than... Um, maybe goals or aims um, or best practices or, I don't know, things like that 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 uh, maybe we could or should do rather than what we're, uh, we have to do. Um, could you elaborate a little bit more on that change that you've uh, undergone yourself? Thanks, and have a great one. All right, Jesse, that was great, and we really want to thank you for sending that in, taking the time. I don't have to make up a voice for you, <laughs> and you're awesome, because guess Jesse's what else? very thankful, Fletch. Yeah, and Jesse also won our contest last week on our dad's episode. That's he got right. the $50 Lowe's card. He did. That was he cool. He nailed it, and he was he got in within like 24 hours of the podcast being live. Uh, Jesse, I was super impressed, because I did not know in like half of those. Yeah, that was, like, that was all my episodes, so I even stumped her, but hey... 
I think the gist of what Jesse's asking is we used to be in one place. Now we're in another place. Did we just throw the baby out with the bathwater? Did we dump everything? And let me just clarify a few things. You know, Jesse, we, it was, it was a graduate church, not a master's church. Um, and that was a joke I, I used. And I'm glad you remembered that because that's something I did say. I'd say, hey, this was the church you go to after you've been to like another church. It wasn't one you just stumbled upon and and it wasn't your first church. It was a graduate church. And it was kind of a funny, goofy thing to say, but that's because I like to poke sticks. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, we've been to a lot of churches over our marriage, so we're not picking on any one church. I mean, we've been to Baptist, regular Baptist, community, non-denominational, OPC, Presbyterian. Um, did we go anywhere else? Did we... Oh, probably. We went to a Baptocostal church for a while. It was a, a <laughs> oh, Baptist right. pastor who was Pentecostal. Yeah, that, that was pastor interesting. said that. Right. And that was in San Francisco, California. That was an interesting church. So mm-hmm. we've, That was we've, the church in the parking lot of the mall. Yeah, of, of the mall. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've kind of been everywhere. But um, there were a lot of labels at mm. the church we were going to. So family integrated, um, reformed, and kind of homeschooling only. Right. Um, and I think what you've seen from us now as where we are now, and we, we're in a new church with different labels probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we just don't live according to those labels anymore. We really actually don't care. Yeah. And, you know, I, but I will, I will point out a few things. I don't want to go to a family integrated church. You asked about that one specifically. Uh, in principle, the idea that your kids sit with you, guess what? The church we go to, they expect your kids to sit with you. But, you know, where we were, there was no other option. Right. And so we saw a lot of miserable moms fighting mm-hmm. through keeping kids or missing out on entire sections of the service mm-hmm. because they were fighting through a kid who a, needed a nap. Yeah. Or just needed to be in another quiet room. And, and right. there was ways made out, but you were made to feel lesser if yes. your kid was not part of that. Oh, I was actually told to, to buck up because look at so-and-so she can do it. Yeah. What's wrong with you? So, I mean, yeah. I, do I want to get away from that? You bet I do. Mm-hmm. I want to run far away from that mm-hmm. because I think uh, the families that visited for the first time and weren't used to that, they were made to feel less of. And mm-hmm. they were they were patronized and given you know bags of crayons and coloring books and said, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And six weeks into it, you know, we just saw these exasperated moms. Right. Um, so in principle, you know, we do it now, but our, our church has options for the little ones. Right. And uh, you know what? They, they learn the gospel in their classes and it tracks along with us. They're mm-hmm. just in a different environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, you know, little side note about that because our kids weren't in those settings, but I love, love Jesus loving adults also pointing my kids to Jesus. Yeah. That's a major And it's not as blessing. silly as a, it takes a village to raise a kid. That's not what we're saying no. at all. Um, but anyhow, so am, am I happy to move away from family integrated, the movement? Yes, I am. Do mm-hmm. I want to be part of it? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we've seen and, some but, huge explosions in the family integrated church oh, movement. Yeah. And I just think that, yeah, it was time. You know, there were pimples that were swelling that needed to pop. And some of them finally popped. Yes, but Fletch, part of that, what you're saying you want you want us to get away from and we got away from was this mentality that everybody needed to do that. Because I do remember asking um, a church leader at the time, what happens to that mom, you know, that family that comes here, they don't homeschool, they, they you know, would like some sort of a program for their kids or, some, you know, a class for their children or, or whatever. The, maybe the mom works full time. And the answer was, we, we would try to change them. Sure. I just... Yeah. Wanted. You know, 
the couple of the other things Jesse asked there. What about you know reformed? Are we still practically reformed? I mean, theologically, yeah, we still go to a church that kind of holds to reformed theology. It doesn't have the name reformed in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it we we don't teach the catechism or the confession uh, during our Sunday schools, but um, generally reformed. Yeah, that's kind of where we are still. And guess what? If someone wasn't, I love them. <laughs> yeah. I, I still love these people. Yeah. Um, I don't think that was necessarily the case when I come from you know because the label was so strong. You know, Fletch, what we think about God is not as important as God. Sure. But in that, in our old life, or, you know, in those years, what we thought about God, our theology trumped God. Yeah, often. And it Mm was, oh, there's just so much. So anyhow, I think, Jesse, just to get back to your question, um, the changes we've made, I think the key, go back and listen to the previous 19 episodes, which I think you already, he maybe told us he had, but the... Wow, that's the, dedication. I know. The key is the hope shifting episode, if you go back to that, I think this is the mm-hmm. 20th time we've mentioned it, mm-hmm. that too often we felt like we were in a place where people were shifting their hope. So they shifted it onto anything. You know, I think the the non-homeschooled family that came there and found out that their kids weren't going to get played with because they were public schooled, I don't think they got the best representation of Jesus. Right. When they visited, I think our French foreign exchange student that came and got mm-hmm. a talking to about what she was wearing in mm-hmm. regards to modesty, even mm-hmm. though she was our guest, she didn't get the best <laughs> she representation. Was not immodest, right? Of, uh-huh. You know, of the kind of the hands and mouth of Jesus in the church, right? Um, you know, go down the list, whatever little uh, label you want to put on it, and that's because ultimately people were shifting their hope from the gospel onto these things mm-hmm. or onto these behaviors, mm-hmm. and I think that's the key. Do I want to go back to that? No. Never. Did I drop it? Yeah. Shook it off yeah. me like dust. And I think another key is just the gospel in general. When we talk about gospel centrality, I think, you know, we were at a place where the gospel was promoted for salvation and then shelved. Mm-hmm. And then it was, what must I do? And what's amazing for me is in 44 years, almost, of, of wanting to love God and wanting to follow him, I haven't had no more spiritual growth in my entire life than I have in the last four years since I finally took the grip off and said, just wash it over me, God. Just let me, let me love you better. Remind me of whose I am and what you did for me and let go and allowed him to work in my life rather than me always looking around saying, okay, now what do I do? And how, how can I work harder and try harder and do more? Now here's where it gets fun. Hold on to your seatbelts, people. (laughs) Are you ready? If someone is to tell me, if I if I listen to someone and, and it seems like, and I, this is meant to sound bad, so just hold on. Okay. If someone seems wrapped up in family integration and theology and homeschooling and all these labels, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess what? It just, if I sound bitter, it it's just because I remember that taste and it's going to come out that way sometimes on this podcast. But yeah. my goal, my heart is not to come at them and say, you fool, you know what, your, your you know, daughter wearing a dress and your kid buying a house by 20 and all these goofy things, you're, you know, I, that's not the flavor I want to have. And it may come out that way in this podcast because it, it just does. Sorry. But <laughs> what I want to be able to say is stop hope shifting. You yeah. know what? Be come, free. Come that's out of a, Egypt. Yeah, it's trapped. Yeah. It's trapped. And it's only going to lead to slavery. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, having been on on this side of slavery and felt what it's like to have some shackles drop, Mm -hmm. I will talk about it 
all day long. And the gospel will come through on this episode in every episode. And we'll talk about hope shifting on every episode because that's what we see in homeschooling in general when we start walking around at conventions and talk to people who just seem trapped and burdened in all the peripheral baloney. Um, we want to help people deshackle themselves. Thanks for your question. That was an awesome one. A little longer response. Mm-hmm. Killer. We have another one. Okay. All right. So we have another question. This comes from Anita. And Anita also didn't tell us where she's from. She also didn't send in her voice. So I think Anita might be from Minnesota. Are you asking me like I know? <laughs> no, oh. I don't know. Anita might be from Canada. Eh? <laughs> eh? <laughs> that's all I know. That's, that's like that's the last of my Canadian abilities. Eh and maybe a little maple syrup on top. <laughs> that's pretty much all I know. <laughs> yep. Um, so she asks a question. The funny thing is Anita's from a homeschool family. And now she's also homeschooling herself. And she says, uh, hey, Fletch and Kenj, my question is, how do you deal with the overall feeling that you are failing your children, that you aren't loving them enough, teaching them the best curriculum, or that you are giving them cancer, cancer, (laughs) because you're allowing them to indulge in Kool-Aid, which is laden with red dye number six. I look forward to your podcast every week, and I listen to everyone at least once. Thanks for your insight, Anita. Um, Anita, guess what? You are probably failing. You are. We all are. Yes. There's only all. one. You know what? Here's here's my favorite story. You know, um, you know, God <laughs> had some children, yes. and their names were Adam and Eve. He was the perfect parent. Mm-hmm. Absolute perfect. I mean, couldn't be more perfect than God, right? Right. Can I get an amen from the other side of the studio? Amen. Okay. Um, with the perfect parent, Adam and Eve made horrible choices, <laughs> and they screwed up not only themselves. But you and me and all of our kids. All of humanity. screwed up all of humanity, the whole world. The whole world which was created by God and for God for us to enjoy has been destroyed by sin because (laughs) of the first two children of the perfect parent. Right. So if you think you're going to do uh, perfectly, we hate to be the ones that are going to, you know, give you bad news. But here's the glorious truth in that. Jesus is perfect. That's why we point all of us back to Jesus every episode, because when we are weak, he is strong. Our failings are his triumphs, and you can absolutely bet on that till the day you die. Can I add one thing? Mm-hmm. Hawaiian punch, way better than Kool-Aid. I don't know. I just love like, <laughs> my personal favorite. I don't favorite. even want to know. High fructose corn syrup. Well, okay, then. First Coke, ingredient. Coke in a bottle made in Mexico. Okay, right. Sugar. Echo It'll in Mexico. just etch your teeth down to nubs, but yeah, that's okay. but it's so good. And let me put a plea out to any homeschool and real life listener. If you're thinking, what should we send to Fletch and Kendra? You can send me Coke in a bottle any day you want. That would be a good gift. Wow. So this next question, our final question, comes Mm -hmm. from Angela. And she's a beach junkie. But you know what? She lives in Montana. Oh, I'm so sorry for you, Angela. Angela, we are are very sorry that you live in the center, north center of the United (laughs) States. And you don't have the Pacific Ocean. No, hey, no grief to our East Coast listeners, but the Pacific Ocean rules. Right. Just going to say it. 
Um, sorry, you can't get over to the Pacific Ocean as, as often as you'd like. Uh, but she writes in a really long question. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to cut it down just a little bit to get to the okay. gist of it. Yeah. All right. So Angela is a mother of five kids, eight and under. Whoo. That's Ooh, something. That's, that's something. That, that's exciting. She's been married to the same wonderful guy for 13 years. Way to go. Husband of mm-hmm. Angela up in Montana. Um, and her question is this. I've not had a chance to listen to all the podcasts yet. This year was a little nuts. Welcome to the nutty year, Angela. We're right there with you. Mm. But I did just listen to the college graduate episode. I loved it, but it also terrified me. Now, Angela, you're not the only person that said that. We got several uh, messages and mm-hmm. tweets and Facebook messages from listeners who told us that the college episode terrified them. <laughs> um, or maybe not that, but they it just scared them. I must say that after hearing what all those kids said, but especially Hayden, that that's our son Hayden that mm-hmm. was on that episode, I would really like to hear what, if anything, you will change in your homeschooling family life. She went on to ask a few more questions and to clarify a few things. But at the end, she said, I'd like to learn from your mistake. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for what you're doing. I love the voice you bring to the homeschool community. I wish we lived closer enough to hang on the beach for a day. And uh, anytime you want to come out, let us know. We'll go to the beach for any reason whatsoever. Pretty much. So that was a great question, Angela. Do you think, Kenj, we could uh, just sum this up in two quick points? Maybe you answer her and I answer. What would we change or what have we changed? Sure. Um, I actually give a workshop uh, for some homeschooling conventions, but I often give it to MOPS groups as well or, you know, young moms. It's called Parenting Little Ones from a Place of Grace. And inevitably, after the end of this, uh, this workshop or, you know, this talk that I give, people say to me, that's great, but what does it look like? And here's the kicker. The, what it looks like is us no longer putting our hope in our good parenting in our choices, in uh, homeschooling, in a Christian school, in the church, in, in any number of things that we thought were just going to be this beautiful formula to, to create these kids that walked with God. Now, we never would have said that, that that's what we were doing, but we were doing that. And the other part of that is that our identity was so very much wrapped up in our children, in our family, in the outcome, in how they behaved, in how they made us look, and all of those things. And so the the major change here for us has been putting our identity back where it belonged, on God, and saying, these are wonderful gifts. These kids, they are a lot of fun. We are enjoying raising them. They are great to hang out with. We love these kids. But our job is to point us all to Jesus and allow God to do the work in their hearts. It isn't up to us. We faithfully do the things and make the choices that we think are best for them and for our family, but our hope is no longer in those choices. It's in Jesus. Yeah, and I know that you've heard us say this over and over, but my only other response is just kind of piggybacking on Kendra there, and I might repeat exactly what she said, but you'll hear it from my voice, and that's that I'm constantly reminding my children that their value, their purpose, their significance, their identity, their acceptance, that does not come from the world, and it doesn't come from religion. So if you were to picture a swinging pendulum, mm-hmm. as we swing to the world and try and find our purpose and our identity and our significance and in what we listen to and what we wear and how we behave and what the world says, it's empty. It's going to lead to slavery. 
as that pendulum swings the other way, and you see people like Kendra said, trying to find it in religious behavior. It's empty to lead, lead to slavery. But when that pendulum sits squarely on Jesus and they realize you are accepted, your identity, your significance, your purpose, your value comes from Christ alone, and you can live in the ultimate love of God, living is loved, your number one response is going to be to love him and to obey him more. And if that's what we do with our kids, if that's all they get out of this, Mm -hmm. well, then I don't care if they can factor an equation in math. I don't care if they can diagram a sentence. I want them to know without a doubt that that's where their worth and their value comes from. Mm -hmm. That was a great question, Angela. We want to thank you for submitting it. So those were our questions. What did you think of this experience? It was a little daunting, but, you know, when you can always just keep pointing everyone back to the cross and what Jesus did, then he answers him. Yeah, you know, I, I think that sometimes when we plan out an episode, mm-hmm. we know where it's going to go. We, we literally map out our episodes. We do. So we know what we're going to say, where we're heading, and what we want to touch on on every one of these topics, whether we're talking about starting a rock band with your daughter mm-hmm. or an episode on giving people grace or whatever. Right. We know where we're going. So I like that we have listeners who are paying attention and saying, would you clarify this or would you expand on this? So that was fun. And then I love when people just want to know funny questions. We had a, we had a <laughs> late last minute tweet asked if Fletch scrubbed his bald head. I mean, <laughs> yes, I do. I mean, if people really want to know, Dollar Shave Club, hello, I get razors <laughs> delivered for a dollar every month. So, um, and even the goofy fun questions were fun to answer on this episode because um, it just shows that we're starting to build community. But here's the deal. If we've created more questions for you, if mm-hmm. you listen tonight and you said, huh, they just said something that really ticked me off, or they just said something that makes me want to dive a little deeper. I want to ask them more about this topic. Um, What's the best place that they should do that? I think the best place so that we can all participate in the discussion would be our Facebook page, facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL. Yeah, so this episode went up with a link. It said, this is what Fletch and Kendra are answering your questions or something like that. Right. We could start it there. Yes. Just say, hey, I have a question, or just post it on our Facebook page. You know, we... We enjoy debate. You're never going to learn unless you start dialoguing with one another. And just because people disagree with you doesn't mean you need to shut them up. Right. We will listen to where you're coming from. Absolutely. Um, If you have one we want to read on the air, we're going to do more of these in the future. Um, please submit your question and record your voice for us because that would be even more more fun. Jesse's was fun. He he read his voice on the air. I know. And the the thing is, if you don't read your own voice, we'll do it for yeah, you. We'll make one up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so just you can catch us there, and uh, we'll we'll start dialoguing through some more of these. So Kendra, what do they have to look forward to on our next episode? Ooh, our next episode is a hot one. What is it? It is let's talk sex again. That's right. After our last episode, we had so many people follow up with conversations. And guess what? Most of them came from parents. Yes, they did. Who said, we did it well. I don't know what my kid's talking about. (laughs) So we're going to give the parents a turn to talk. I'm going to cherry pick a few that I think want to be vocal on the subject. And we're going to talk about sex again, maybe from a parent's perspective. And uh, maybe some of those kids that didn't get a chance to talk last time on the podcast, they'll get their voices this time. If you want to be part of this podcast, if we caught your attention with the last one, 
send a message into us. You can record your voice. We'll take you live on the air. We'll do an interview with you. If you're interested, let us know. You know how to reach us. Info at homeschoolingirl.com. You can get us on Twitter at homeschoolirl. Or you can catch us on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a member of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and is written, hosted, and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. To connect with us on social media or to contact us, please visit us on our website at homeschoolingirl.com.